It's not always easy to find the positive. You might even need to search for happiness. Sometimes, just a little inspiration can make the difference. Here, it comes from unexpected places. Welcome to the Tangential Inspiration Podcast. Hi, I'm Teresa. And I'm Amy. We are two ordinary moms looking for inspiration wherever we can find it. Hey, I'm super excited this last Sunday. My husband made um, from that cookbook. Remember I was uh-huh, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Marcus Samuelson. Samuelson. Maybe it was that episode five. I think <laughs> it might have been. Anyways, he... Even just that page. Yeah, it looks it, so good. Yeah, I brought the cookbook to show you. So yeah, we made this Lagos plantains with a suya spice dip. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the really stuff good. in there, did you have to travel all over to get ingredients? We, this one we had every, we were okay. able to find everything. Wow. To make it, it mm-hmm. was pretty, pretty just standard ingredients. Standard ingredients. Yeah. The other thing he made, which I love cauliflower, mm-hmm. so he made these roasted cauliflower steaks with. I know the, you sent me that, and I it made me hungry instantly. It's with this Nola East mayo, and mm-hmm. that there wasn't an, an item on there that we couldn't find. Just out of curiosity, it what was, was that? called sambal olik. I don't know. We hmm. couldn't. We were at, hmm. we couldn't find that at the grocery mm-hmm. store, but maybe we need to go to like a specialty yeah. type store never heard of so, it. So, it was super yummy, and my kids enjoyed it. So, See, that's, that's the big thing right there. And it was vegetable. We got some vegetables. <laughs> Veggies in, and the kids approved. So, like, Huge. Thumbs up on yeah. that. <laughs> Good. My feel-good story this week, I saw a story about a local organization, Turtle Dove Project. Mm. They're out of McMinnville, Oregon. And they're helping individuals... And groups and faith communities provide shelters for homeless people through constructing portable shelters. Mm -hmm. So they started this in 2020, so during COVID, which I think is pretty cool. It was created to address that uncertainty and safety of homeless people. The shelter gives a homeless person the opportunity of a dry, Mm -hmm. clean, and safe night's sleep, which compared to the alternative, you know, a bench, it's a a total game-changer I like that there are a number of ways to help. Like, you could either make a monetary contribution of any amount, mm-hmm. or you could uh, make a $500 contribution, which covers the cost of materials, construction of the portable shelter, and delivery. Oh, wow. So, so that's, each, each unit's $500. It's $500, basically. yeah. Or you could purchase for $29.95 the construction manual, which contains all the tools and materials lists mm-hmm. and detailed and instructions, just, and you do oh, it, and you can do it yourself. See, that would be a good scout project. It would be a very cool scout project. Yeah. This kind of reminded me of a couple of years ago. My husband's company held their annual like company party, mm-hmm. and theirs they usually open up to the family, and they often have had activities for you to participate in as a tech company. Mm-hmm. This time they had a station where you a family could make a juice box, which is a, a solar panel battery pack that allows a person to charge their phone and light. And they were making them for the local Portland, Oregon homeless camps. Oh, how cool. And it took so about an hour. So same type of thing where they just gave you the instruction list and then they had know, the X number of families would yeah. make them and then they would don't. Well, you were doing actually at the party. You yeah. could sit and but, do it. But at the party, once yeah. they were done, they had 18, you know, exactly. I don't know how many, but they had yeah. solar packs. for. That is super cool. I just like the idea of making something of value, mm-hmm. you know, for those in need. It's a different way of getting involved. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the hands-on stuff because a lot of, you know, when I was going through the WNBA stuff and even the NBA, 
it's easy to donate money. Right. But for them, I loved the hands-on stuff that they were doing, getting out and, you know, rolling up their sleeves and actually doing the work. Because I, I just think it it brings it home so much, so much more. Oh, for sure. Last episode, number 11 on Melinda Gates. Oh, the, okay. Just a second. Okay. Let me get started. Today in class, yeah. I had a woman quote John Lewis. Oh. I know. Which well, we, we yeah. used one of our early ones. I want to say like number three. But I love that, first off, she knew yeah. that she was saying something about, you know, getting into trouble. Oh. Good kind of trouble. Yeah. And um, it's just, I was like, I am so glad that we researched him so that yeah. I could be informed with what she was talking about. I also loved that she even knew that. Yeah. You know, to state it in class. So I just, it was it was a what, huge win. What a lovely connection. I know. I it loved it. Awesome. So, okay, go ahead. Back to okay. Melinda Gates. Yeah. So after that, one of my takeaways was I was impressed with her openness in the book, the, mm-hmm. that moment of lift, um, to talk about her relationship with Bill the work it took for them to develop it into a partnership, both in their marriage and in their foundation. And I admire all the good work they have done with vaccines and helping focus on those most marginalized. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about another couple who has also done a lot of incredible work for those in need. I guess who came to mind? Well, I know that it's going to be. (laughs) (laughs) Because chatting on runs is one thing that is is fun about all this. Yeah, but so I'm excited to learn about them. Yeah, so Bob and Maria Goff came to mind. Mm-hmm. And I have to laugh because I guess I like couples with the first initials, the <laughs> the B and the M and the G, because they, they're the same, which I think is pretty interesting. Oh, that is so funny. Anyways, uh, the first thing I have to say about Bob and Maria are they love Jesus and they love people. Yeah. And, you know, I read Bob's book, Love Does, a few years ago, and fell in love with his passion mm-hmm. just to love people. Mm-hmm. And just look at the cover of his book with the bright balloons. Yeah. And it totally describes how he approaches life just full of whimsy, passion, mm-hmm. and love. And I didn't know he gave all the profits from this book to his organization, lovedoes.org. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. It, it, this organization, it changes the lives of children around the world. Mm-hmm. Um in places like Uganda, Nepal, India, Iraq, Somalia, Afghanistan, and Congo. Uh, what a list. Yeah. I know, but this guy is like crazy. Suddenly, he's very smart. He's very a smart. very good attorney. Yeah. Like he knows his stuff, but he incorporates that with his just love of people. And for him, he turns it back to, to loving God too. But his biggest, his bigger focus is loving people, not judging people. Right. So even though they're from all different walks of life, I love that he he doesn't worry about that. Yeah. He's too concerned with just loving on people, Ex- and that's my. I, I Ex- just I couldn't love him more. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he also has another book, Everybody Always. It's another mm-hmm. that's good too. Another fabulous book, but you know, his books describe different stories. You know, each chapter is kind of like a story in itself. And That's why it's hard to put down. His stuff's hard to put down because he is he lives like every day to the fullest. To the fullest. And what I love, he's always in the moment with yeah. whoever he's with, he's yeah. in that moment. They're all very personal. Mm-hmm. Like growing up and finding the love of Jesus, meeting sweet Maria and stories Running about away his, from home. Yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. And stories about his family. But another major focus in his books are the legal and uh, philanthropic work he's done for children who don't have a voice. Mm -hmm. And through his organization, he fights for their rights. 
Like you said, he's a law professor at Pepperdine and Point Loma in San Diego and splits his time uh, between teaching and working in countries like Uganda to save, literally, save mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. In Uganda, he built a school in Gulu, which is in the north, to help rebuild the community after the war in 2007. Children were kind of displaced in camps, and this was he saw this as an opportunity to help these children succeed. He also started a scholarship for students to go to university, as well as a witch doctor school that helps educate and train them with so new schools. So them with the new skills. Yeah. yeah. So sadly, child sacrifice happens with the help of witch doctors as a part Which of. The- I really didn't think that was actually a still you know yeah. going on until his book, and I, I totally one hundred percent believe him. And didn't he take on a witch doctor? That- well, yeah, I was just going to get to that. You know, it's it's so integral part of their culture and tradition. Mm-hmm. Witch doctors in Uganda believe through this sacrificing of children, it's going to give them wealth and protection. Mm-hmm. It's really super sad. And these children are often left, you know, dead or badly injured. Bob became an honorary consul of the Republic of Uganda. Mm-hmm. And as an as a attorney... He brought the first witch doctor to trial for attempted murder and that's won. Right, that's right. That's what I was trying to Yeah, remember. I mean, pretty pretty remarkable. And what I love, though, this is, speaks to his heart, that after that, he just didn't walk away from the witch doctors. He, he, he went back he invested. to the jail. Yeah, yeah, he went and invested in these witch doctors yeah. and, and put together the program to help yeah. them you know, learn some skills as well as establish these rehabilitation programs. It's way better human than and, than I could ever be. be I, 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 yeah, I just can't imagine wanting to help someone that had done that to children. But his heart is just so big. He's, so big. Yeah, and I just, I just so admire that. And the only way to change it, to stop this, is to re-educate them. Right, and that's what I love, that piece. It's yeah. not just... Fighting for the justice, yeah. but it's coming back and coming up with these programs. And alternatives that they can do so that they know the wrongs right. of what they... So that's, that's kind of brought me to today. You know, we're still in the month of uh, March for Women's National Women's Month. Yeah. And so what I have loved most about Bob's <laughs> books is that he fondly refers to his wife as Sweet Maria. I've read uh, a bunch of books and I keep hearing Sweet Maria. Yeah. And you told me about her relatively new book, yeah. Love Lives Here, mm-hmm. which I recently read and loved. It was so great to finally learn more about I her. Know. Yeah, it's been a while since I read it. But, yeah. Um, it was nice because you feel like you know so much about Bob that from his books. And he's always so, like, he adores his yes. wife. She can do no wrong. But I did love that she was just very truthful in her book. Right. Well, I, that's what I say. I love her transparency. And I, mm-hmm. she openly writes about herself. Mm-hmm. And one thing she talks about is being timid and shy. And, and she gives this example as a young child where the teacher pulls out this box of instruments. And she, I can just kind of visualize, she's kind of sitting back. And they all, everyone grabs an instrument. And then it's mm-hmm. her turn. And they're all gone. And it's a childhood kind of uh, you know, moment. Yeah. and. She talks about the tears and dis- and disappointment, which we have all had from yeah. time to time. But she talks about a switch that can be turned off in some of us. Mm-hmm. But um, the good news, she talks about the gospel, is God's ability to flip that switch for us. And I just love how she kind of ties things back to 
to God and her, her relationship with him. But and, and very similar to Bob's books, she also captures a moment in her life in each chapter. It's like mm-hmm. a little story, which is, mm-hmm. like you said, it's so fun to read. She describes meeting Bob. I don't know if you remember that part where he was more kind of dorky. Yeah, he was yeah. more into her, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, oh yeah, I did. Their, their courtship was pretty cute. He would, you know, keep showing up, like asking her to do something mm-hmm. like rock climbing. It was for a long time. It too. was. She, I think a couple years. Yeah, she. Yeah, <laughs> and she was. She was. She ner- just wasn't ready. Right? Not ready because she didn't have the greatest childhood, and no. she was just focusing on herself. Right. Yeah, I think when she met Bob, I think she just finished a, I think she had an eating disorder. Mm, And so she had just completed that. So she had been battling that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she had a rough childhood. I think she struggled in school. She maybe Mm. was um, dyslexic. Mm -hmm. She talks in one of these chapters about like trying to copy the someone, not copy their work, Mm -hmm. but copy their mannerisms Mm. to think this is how I'm going to become a better student. Mm -hmm. So I think she struggled with self-esteem mm. issues. Well, obviously, and she, she got go it, get instruments. Yeah, and from she the also box. was held back at fifth grade, which I think is a really hard uh, year. I mean, I don't remember that. That is cruel. But yeah, so I think all of these two has have left um, some bruises mm-hmm. in Absolutely. her heart. And yeah. meeting Bob, and uh, he would just keep showing up and just asking her to do things. And I love this kind of how she relates rock climbing to her, to trusting God. She's like. He would, she would do each handhold, and Bob would just be right there saying, I've got you. I just, I've got you. Always in the moment. I've got you. And she writes, someone told me trusting God is letting go. And I have, I have a clear picture of what trusting someone means after rock climbing with Bob. Uh, he also would uh, bring peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> I know. And notes. On the windshield. I know. And invite her to make a bear. I'm sorry. That, to me, I know. That would be a little, like, borderline. Yeah, he just was in her, he was in her grill. Like, make a bear type of thing? It didn't say. Yeah, it must have been like a build a bear kind of thing. And, you know, of course, they eventually got married Mm -hmm. and had children. Three, I think. Yeah. Just like you and I. I remember. Yeah. But I love how she writes about the reverse economy. She talks about it. It'd be worrying as a mom. Mm-hmm. Am I aiming too low? Mm-hmm. And she thought, oh, I had to be doing more meaningful things. She gave the example of like, you know, coming up with a cure for polio. But over mm-hmm. time, she learned that God had uniquely wired her to mm-hmm. be who she is. And actually, she was aiming high being a mom. And Maria also writes about her and Bob's differences. And you know, he's more social and, and a doer. And she's mm-hmm. quiet and rather not be in the crowd, which mm-hmm. I totally can relate. To uh, Maria. To Maria. <laughs> Not to Bob. <laughs> and now the thing is, it, like his office yeah. was Tom Sawyer so was Island. On Wednesday yeah. afternoons <laughs> in Disneyland. Yeah. I love it. And then he had the eye patch or something. Yeah. And then he got to be a real pirate. I mean, the guy just is. He's like a big kid, but he yeah, got a lot done for a big know, kid. Seriously. But, you know, Bob was always off traveling, you know, mm-hmm. and Maria was home caring for the kids mm-hmm. in the house. And. Together, they were beautifully anchored together. It's like mm-hmm. a partnership, like someone else I've yeah. talked about. But, yeah. yep. but, you know, her role to maintain home life was as important as Bob's work. And I relate to this so much because I've been a stay-at-home mom for 19 years. And my husband traveled quite a bit prior to COVID. And I was home with our kids, taking care of them and the mm-hmm. household. And I have to say, after reading that part in the book, I feel better about my choice to stay well, home. validated. Validated it. To, I mean, because that's a huge job. It is. And it's and a very rewarding 
Right, but at the same time, also encompasses so much that it, it's overwhelming. It does. You know, I kind of question, like, what my work, you know, my mm-hmm. work. But I just love, you know, how they live life. Do you remember the hand signal when they say goodbye? I don't. It's the um, pull the chalks. It's, yeah, so they had this little hand mm-hmm. signal they do. It was either, like, they were leaving like at a party, mm-hmm. and the party was going too long, or, <laughs> or they were at college. Like Burnett, when she said to yeah. her grandma, she pulled her yeah. hair. So, or, the, you know, they didn't want to make a big deal, mm-hmm. at call, you know, dropping off their first one at college. So mm-hmm. they, after oh, watching wow. these um, Navy ships in San Diego, for the launch, the pilot signals the crew by putting their fists together with the thumbs out, bouncing mm-hmm. them together. So I thought it's that... It's a top gun. It's like a top gun. Yeah. yeah, so it's very fun. I have seen that. Yeah, so... But this family sure has fun, and you know she places a huge value on mealtime together, mm-hmm. like to the point where anybody who comes to visit, they climb under the table, right, and they sign it. I love that. I know, I yeah. do too. And the fun, the funny thing is, they eat off paper plates. That, I, uh, yeah, you know. And <laughs> I guess they put a star under one of them, and then whoever gets the star gets to pick the dessert. So they're very whimsical, yeah, they you are. know. And then they talk about their lost boy, Peter Pan Thanksgiving dinner, where they ate, you know, a beautiful meal. They brought the dining room table Mm -hmm. out, and they're all dressed in the lost boy outfits, too. (laughs) (laughs) And and this is so funny. After eating a traditional Thanksgiving meal, their children would close their eyes. And like in the movie, Bob and Maria would put uh, bowls of colorful uh, Cool Whip out, and they'd have a food fight. I can't imagine doing that because of the mess. I know, I know. But I guess if you have paper plates and you don't have to worry about the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I'm just in awe of how they enjoy making things fun. Simple things. Simple things. The memories. The the memories. The the memories. Yeah. Yeah. And I admire Maria's, like, devotion to God and to her family and her openness to talk about her feelings of motherhood is aiming high. Showing stay-at-home moms to this, there's value. Plus, they're just whimsical way of entertaining. Mm-hmm. Maybe not taking things seriously. I can totally relate. I get stressed with the little details. So, for me, I felt this was really just a good reminder for me not to fuss about the small things. Mm-hmm. But Which just, is hard, really hard to not do. Right. If that's kind of how you're programmed. It really is all small stuff. Yeah. But it just the time it all seems so important right yeah i just really want to focus on making dinners fun you know it's time to connect and really just enjoy each other mm-hmm. uh, well i think they set a great example with that they they don't sweat the small stuff obviously because they're using paper plates yeah <laughs> not worried about you know what it looks like but just the memories that they're creating so you gave me probably two years ago now, Live in Grace, Walk in Love, because we had chatted about Bob Goff and how much I love him. And it's a 365-day journey. Aww. It's like a, it's a devotional, but everything in it, it's it's like his books where all of them are stories, but they all, probably one of my favorite things, do everything in love. You know, yeah. first kind of things, obviously. But he said, we'll be known for our opinions, but remembered for our love, which reminds me a lot of Maya Angelou with, you won't, you know, they won't necessarily remember what you said. Right. They'll remember how you made them feel. And I that's what I love about Bob and Maria Goff both, that they just focus on loving people. And, yes, they are – they love God, and that's their focus. But at the same time, they are not so wrapped up in rules and judgment. 
Right. They're too busy. Lo- it reminds me of Mother Teresa again. They're yeah. too busy loving. Right. So his books again are Loves Does, Everybody Always. And um, Doesn't he, he have a new book? He does have a new one called Dream Big. It's based on his workshop that he was doing that you oh, could go and, okay. and, and, and do. But now it's in um, a book form. It's really to help you develop what your big dreams are mm-hmm. and tools to actually attain. Oh. Like, so if you have a big dream and you think it's mm-hmm. unattainable, it gives you the steps huh. to, to get there. That's very cool. And then her book is obviously Love, Love Lives, Lives Here. Here. Yeah. So once again, they, everything related to them is all love. Love. Which, of course, I love. So when I heard that you were going to talk about Marie Goff, yeah, I figured I needed to find something happy related to food because so much of how she shows love to her family is around the table and mealtime. They they cherish meals together, which more of us should. But I found a great nonprofit helping spread some love with food. Mercy Chefs. Oh, have, yeah. Have you ever heard of them? They I started haven't. in 2006 by Gary LeBlanc after his hometown in New Orleans was hit by Hurricane Katrina and his community was left in ruins. He saw firsthand the difference a warm meal could make, but at the same time, he was shocked at the quality of food being served and he just he knew that more could be done. So he had worked in the hospitality industry for 35 years, and he envisioned restaurant-quality food served in areas facing a national disaster or national emergency. So they get professional chefs because they obviously know a thing or two about mass-scale food and and quality, quality food. Mercy Chefs, they have served over 10,000 meals with their three mobile kitchens and two refrigerated trailers. And they seek out professional chefs to prepare restaurant-grade meals across the United States and even abroad. So in times of extreme need. In 2019, Mercy Chefs launched its first permanent community kitchen in Portsmouth, Virginia. And so far, it's been replicated in Nashville, Tennessee and Panama City, Florida. With the COVID pandemic... Mercy chefs have delivered millions of meals in Texas, Florida, Virginia, Puerto Rico, and Oklahoma with grocery boxes. Oh, that's... Which, yeah, I I just love that they're continuing to think outside of the box with new ways to help people struggling and to help feed families. They also offer job skills training. So if you go onto their website, they offer job skills training, cooking classes for single mothers, and budget recipe collections. They have a blog that incorporates SNAP Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Okay. That I guess the budget is usually around $1.40 per serving for a family of four. So they work with that allotted budget to create these meal That's plans. That's so practical. I'm, Seriously. I and love if you get that. on there, you yeah. can click on for the recipe and it tells yeah. you how to do it. So they've, once again, definitely thought out of the box. Mercy Chef's except all types of volunteers from professional chefs to servers. And I love that they're making, you know, taking light into a very difficult time for a lot of people. Their team, as they noted, is often one of the first organizations to arrive following a major weather event and is capable of providing 15,000 meals daily to meet the needs of the devastated community. So they're definitely making a huge yeah, difference. And what, and what you would need after exactly going through something exactly. like that. A good meal. So then there was an organization I found called Move for Hunger, dealing with everyday the everyday struggle of hunger. And it started uh, with a young man named Adam Lowey. 
In 2009, he witnessed waste that was created with moves, like when people move the homes. And uh, because he worked for his family moving company, which they must have had a family moving company for close to 100 years. But according to their website, 50 million Americans face hunger daily. And they stated that our food waste is as high as 40% each year. So move to hunger. Huge. Yeah. They move to hunger works to lower both of these numbers with their ingenious program. I think is ingenious. So when people move, they usually throw away a lot of food in the frenzy, which I totally get guilty of. And that food they felt could go to the hungry. So move for hunger takes an unopened, um, any unopened non-perishable food item on moving day, and they deliver them to local food banks free of charge. Oh, that's So great. it helps. It doesn't yeah. go to waste, and then it's going to someone that's hungry. I just think this is so simple, yet brilliant. Yeah, for sure. According to their stats, 33 million Americans move every single year. And if everyone participated in this program, we'd make a huge dent in our food insecurity problem and cut back on our waste. So it's totally a win for everybody. They're in all 50 states and Canada. They've participated in more than 700 food drives and have moved 21 million pounds of food in the last 11 years. Lowey noted that with COVID, there's been a steep increase in need, which is is that. Prior to 2020, 37 million people had to turn to food banks for help with COVID. They've seen an increase to 54 million, with one in four being children, one in 11 being seniors, and one in four being veterans of the Iraq or Afghanistan wars. Among that increase, 40% of those visiting food banks now, it's their first time they've ever had to turn to a food bank for food. So before, some of them were contributing, and now they're desperate enough that, that they have to seek other options. Move for Hunger works with 1,050 professional moving companies across the U.S. and Canada. I guess they were even plugged on your show. <laughs> what, the Today Show? Uh, yep, yep. Um, besides it. moving food, they organize community food drives, participate in awareness campaigns, and offer employee engagement programs. They encourage food drive competitions and are super creative with their promotions. I mean, their website is a little bit overwhelming because yeah. it has so many opportunities on oh, there, wow. which yeah. I think is great. And then it gives you all these stats with hunger and, and just how you can help. But they also tell stories of people that have helped through through hunger. They have an easy checklist for anyone interested in offering food, a food drive, and even provide a list of the most requested items at food banks. Can you guess the most requested food item? Peanut butter? Yeah. (laughs) It is. And I I just think the whole thing is brilliant. Yeah. I feel like this whole thing has me just wanting to do a food drive. Yes, that's awesome. So I think we should either for, you know, Earth Day or Mother's Day. I've talked to my brother, and we can use his place of business as our spot, and I can get boxes, obviously. And then we just, their website has just a checklist, and you only have to have five boxes of food. And then you, they'll, you can deliver it to the, we obviously can deliver it to the Oregon Food Bank because right. it's really close to us. But yeah, it's very minimal. Not a lot. Of, I, I think it's not a lot of work yeah. for a huge impact. So yeah, totally uh, Move for doable. Hunger, great. Moveforhunger.org. And then the Mercy Chefs, that is a nonprofit. Um, it, it has a um, Christian background. 
But um, both of those are great organizations that give people the opportunity to go help feed others. Like and subscribe. Follow Transgential Inspiration on Facebook and Instagram.